Have you ever woken up and thought you were still dreaming for a few minutes? Like the first few minutes of being awake, your brain is kind of just catching up, so if something is a little weird, you can let it slide. Well, I never thought waking up would become such a surreal experience. It was an ordinary Tuesday morning, or at least it started that way. The alarm blared its usual annoying tune, demanding my attention. With a groan, I reached over to hit the snooze button, and that's when it happened. The moment my hand made contact with the alarm clock, it sprang to life. Finally! I thought you'd never touch me! The clock exclaimed, its digital numbers flashing erratically. I recoiled, staring at the once inanimate object now chattering away on my bedside table. What the? Language, mister. There's no need for such profanity, the clock scolded, its red LED display glaring at me. I was in total disbelief. I rubbed my eyes, convinced I had stumbled into some bizarre dream. I tried to just chalk it up to the fact that I wasn't entirely awake yet, but the talking clock and the reality of its chiding persisted. You should really get up now, and don't even bother pressing the snooze button. I continued to stare at my talking alarm clock as I reached out to grab my phone. The second my fingers touched it, it lit up with a cheerful tune. Good morning, sunshine, my phone chirped. You've got twenty-six unread messages. That's just irresponsible, you know. I stumbled out of bed, my mind racing with confusion. Everything I touched seemed to awaken with a life of its own. The toothbrush in the bathroom lamented about being neglected, and how if I brushed my teeth more often, it maybe it wouldn't dread being used. The coffee mug complained about being filled with subpar coffee, and even the carpet grumbled about the dirt on my shoes getting caught in its fibers. Don't even get me started about the fact that I'm literally walked all over all day. It screeched with nearly every step I took. As I moved through my morning routine, the relentless chatter of inanimate objects began to wear on me. The toaster criticized my choice of bread, the refrigerator moaned about being too full, and the showerhead expressed its dissatisfaction with the water temperature. It was as if the entire inanimate world had found its voice and decided to use it to complain about my every move. By the time I got to my car, I was on the verge of madness. The steering wheel protested my every turn, the gear shift grumbled about my driving skills, and the radio accused me of having terrible taste in music. I didn't sign up for this, I yelled, gripping the steering wheel as if it would silence the cacophony of complaints. Oh, please, like you have anything better to do, retorted the rearview mirror. The once quiet drive to work had become a symphony of grievances from every object within the confines of my car. I parked, hoping that a moment of respite awaited me in the office. But as I opened the door, my desk chair welcomed me with a barrage of complaints about my posture. Every single button on my keyboard had something to say. It was the world's most annoying chorus of complaints, and I was the only one that seemed to hear it. My stapler yelped as I stapled two screaming pieces of paper together. My distress reached the point that my co-workers started taking notice. I had to get out of there. I stumbled out of the office building, ignoring the literal groan of the elevator as I made my way out. Finally, 
I'd managed to find my way to the little park a few blocks from the office where I sat on the bench I usually ate my lunch at. For Pete's sake, can't you find another bench to sit on? It grumbled. I closed my eyes, trying to block out the noise, but even the blades of grass beneath my fingers complained about being stepped on. The serenity of the park transformed into another battleground. I returned home that evening, physically and mentally drained. Every object in my apartment continued its ceaseless commentary. The couch whined about my late-night snacking habits, the light bulbs scolded me for wasting electricity, and even the paintings on the wall criticized my taste in art. At one point, my couch even pointed out that if I was going to sit down, I needed to wear pants. It wasn't something I'd ever even thought of, and now my own couch was making me blush. As the night wore on, I found myself unable to escape the relentless chatter. I curled into a fetal position on my bed, surrounded by objects that had become my tormentors. The once comforting hum of the air conditioner became a monologue about energy efficiency, and the ticking of the clock echoed with reminders of time wasted. Is this really necessary? I muttered, pleading for a moment of silence. Look who's suddenly interested in a quiet life, the clock mocked. Desperation crept over me, and in a fit of frustration, I began a one-sided argument with the objects around me. The lampshade accused me of talking too loudly, the pillows complained about being tossed around, and even the doorknob chimed in with its irritation about being turned too roughly. As I engaged in this surreal battle of words, a strange realization dawned upon me. The objects weren't just complaining about my actions, they were revealing their own frustrations, their silent suffering from years of being touched, but never acknowledged. It was as if they had been yearning for a voice, a chance to express their grievances, and now they were letting it all out in a torrent of complaints. Do you have any idea how boring it is being stuck in this room with no one to talk to? The bookshelf yammered on. I sat there, amidst the cacophony of voices, listening to the tales of frustration from every object in my apartment. The clock resented its mundane existence, the chair despised the weight it had to bear, and even the coffee mug expressed its desire for a better class of beverage. Overwhelmed by a strange mix of sympathy and frustration, I began to engage in conversations with the objects. I learned about their desires, their grievances, and the stories they had witnessed over the years. The lampshade reminisced about the days when it bathed the room in warm light during family gatherings, and the rug fondly recalled the joy of being a playground for a pet cat, which was then followed by a horrendous story about the cat's claws slowly tearing at bits and pieces of the corner. As the night progressed, the once oppressive chatter transformed into a bizarre camaraderie. I found myself conversing with the objects around me, sharing stories and listening to their perspectives. The lampshade, once a critic, became a companion, and the clock's ticking turned into a rhythmic comfort. By the time dawn broke, I had forged an unexpected connection with the inanimate world around me. The objects, once silent witnesses to my life, had become my confidence. We shared laughter, exchanged stories, and, in a strange twist of fate, 
found solace in each other's company. It was like the entire world around me had woken up, and I just needed to take the time to listen to it. While I was still unsettled and a little confused, it wasn't with misery that I fell asleep, but fascination with my new reality. As the morning sun bathed the room in a gentle glow, I realized that the entire room was silent. The pillow didn't grunt for me to shift my weight, my alarm clock didn't bellow as I pressed the snooze button, and the couch made no remarks about how I had chosen to wear pants as I watched the morning news. Part of me was grateful, but the other part of me, a deeper part of me, realized just how lonely I was in the deafening silence.